The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. As always, brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. The weeks, they keep on ticking down in the fantasy football season. And we are, I mean, we are so close to the fantasy playoffs. And I got to tell you, in some leagues, I am perfectly thankful for that. But in other leagues, I am looking forward to 2022 and everything that that's going to bring with it. Uh, I got to tell you, listen, in full disclosure, uh, I am one in nine in like the league that I started myself that I'm a commissioner of. It, it, we get a fantasy belt every year. I have not touched that belt yet, and I want it. So uh, hopefully my guest this week, Justin Mark, can help me uh, turn, maybe not turn that around this season, but I don't know. Hopefully we talk long enough throughout the course of life to where you can help me win that bet, Justin. First of all, thanks for being on the show. And uh, and yeah, can you help me win that bet, uh, that belt, please? I can sure try. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so frustrating. As commissioner, I get to have it every week or every year before I pass it off to the next person. And every year I just look at it longingly and and I want that belt. It seems to be the one league that I can't win. Uh, Maybe it's because I started it in the hopes of wanting that belt. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, But it is Thanksgiving week and we do have three games on the slate this Thursday, not your normal Thursday night. Uh, And so look, this Thursday is shaping up to be, I don't know, hopefully you eat enough turkey to where the tryptophan kicks in and you might be able to sleep because these six teams are all coming off of horrendous losses. Uh, and I don't know that it's ever happened that all six teams on Thanksgiving have lost the Sunday before. Uh, but this is going to be a very interesting matchup. There's a lot of storylines swirling around and we need to help you get set because this isn't just a normal Thursday night where maybe one or two of your players are starting. You could potentially have almost your whole roster starting on Thursday night. So uh, Justin and I are going to take a look at 10 players who uh, are of interest this Thursday. And you could either be thankful for or you'll uh, you'll wish that they were the cousins that you could kick out of your house because they got too drunk. So, uh, <laughs> Justin, are we ready to kick things off and get rolling with this? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So we start in Chicago where, uh, ooh, wow, man, Justin Fields just can't catch a break. First, he's a rookie and not good uh, yet. Yet, I'll preface that. But now, all of a sudden, he's hurt. And so now, who rides to the rescue is Andy Dalton himself. Are we excited about this? I don't know, Justin. Tell us, 
what we know about Andy Dalton and what to expect in Thanksgiving from him. Yeah, careful what you say about Fields. You're talking to a Bears fan, you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So Justin Fields has the bruised ribs. They also checked out his spleen. Um, Nagy's update was we're still gathering the facts with everything, but I don't think he plays short turnaround. He is supposed to be their franchise quarterback. They're not playing for much. I mean, I know there's that small percentage they could make the playoffs, but I don't see it happening. I think they sit him whether he's good to go or not, just to give him another week of rest. Um, and not to mention, Andy Dalton kind of looked decent in relief. I mean, he's a veteran who he wants to remain in the league. He wants to look good for potential future jobs. And um, yeah, I think he's going to try to show up and play. The big question is, will he? So he came in last week. He was 11 for 23 for 201 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was his best yards per throw average in his first multiple passing touchdown game. Granted, he only had the one real start in week one before he got injured, and then it was Fields' team. So Detroit ranks 11th against quarterbacks, and uh, so kind of they're not they're not great, they're not bad. Um, and the, Dalton, in his first start in week one, he was 27 for 38, 206 yards, no touchdowns in INT. He got hurt week two. Hasn't started since. I don't think you can rely on him fantasy-wise unless you're desperate. I mean, if you need a desperation play and you think they're going to show up for Matt Nagy, which if there's anybody that's going to show up for Matt Nagy, I guess it's Andy Dalton, even though he was the guy and now he's not the guy. Um, you know, he knows the offense, so it's not like somebody who's a young player coming off the bench trying to learn it on a short week. He knows the offense. He's played with the number ones, but 37 degrees will be the uh, temp at kickoff. They're going to have a light wind. I think they're going to really uh, rely heavily on the run game. Um, Detroit's given up a lot of rushing yards. Montgomery is back and looking really healthy. Um, so it, I don't think you start him unless you're desperate. If he's your only option, I guess you got to throw him in there. But um, personally, I would I would let him sit on the bench or not even on your roster. Uh, I don't think he's going to win anybody any leagues this week. You know, and more importantly, he only got sacked once. So, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about being upright, I mean, look, if you're a quarterback streamer uh, and, and you have been licking your chops, maybe thinking Andy Dalton might get you through this week, uh, you might want to pump the brakes. But what does that do to Allen Robinson and, and those pass catchers? I mean, is that going to take a step back for them too? I mean, Allen Robinson probably won't play, but like Mooney and the rest of those guys, what does it do for them? I don't think so. I mean, they've been pretty consistent as far as target share, whether it was Dalton or Fields in there. Um, you know, Mooney seems to be the, the top guy when Robinson's not there, or even when Robinson is there, Mooney seems to be the top guy as far as target shares go. Um, they've started getting Cole Komet more involved. He wasn't last week, um, but it seemed like last week nothing was going right. Um, but, you know, if they can continue to have Komet going, whether it's Dalton or Fields, you know, they can move the ball. Um, again, I just I think they're going to rely on that run game. They're the the last team in the league throwing the ball to running backs. So, I mean, even with the run game going, you're not going to see a lot of passes going to the running backs who are the ones actually moving the chains. So, uh, yeah, um, I just I, I'm not very hopeful for Dalton uh, winning you the league this week. 
Well, and let's talk about Allen Robinson because he is actually, he did not practice. He was not available to practice on uh, today, which is Tuesday as we're doing this. So, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of people I think that are actually relying on Allen Robinson anymore, but he is still rostered in a ton of leagues. I mean, he's 69% rostered in Yahoo, 72% in ESPN. So people have him on their, their rosters. So I mean, does he play? Does he not? What are reports looking like for you, uh, Justin? Maybe you're seeing a little different than me. But if he does play, are we are we going to throw him in the flex? I'm not putting him as a wide receiver, too. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely not either. Um, he was injured week nine with that hamstring injury. But before that, it's just not really been an Allen Robinson type year. Um, he didn't practice all last week. Today, they just had a walkthrough and he was a non-participant. Um, I know he's a veteran. He doesn't need to practice to play, but if you can't even make it through a walkthrough, I don't feel like your chances of playing are great. Um, he'd have to really improve over the next couple of days here, I guess tomorrow and then pregame in order to play. Um, <clears throat> to me, there are several factors when considering. So if he does play, do you start him? Um, Darnell Mooney's banged up. If he doesn't play, I think Allen Robinson warrants a flex. Um, if Mooney does play, I don't think um, I don't think it's worth starting Allen Robinson. Mooney's been getting the looks lately. Now, if Dalton starts in Week One, when Dalton started, Robinson did receive thirty-seven percent of the target share. So, if Dalton's a starter and Robinson plays and Mooney doesn't, maybe there's some value there. But also, that thirty-seven percent only accounted for six catches and thirty-five yards, so not exactly a stat-breaking game. Um, since then, Robinson's been twenty percent of the target share still, but he just he hasn't put up big numbers he's only scored one touchdown um week nine was actually his best as far as yards go he had four catches for 68 yards and then he got injured so maybe him and fields were starting to build some chemistry there um it, it just feels weird saying that you can't rely on Allen robinson but you you just can't this year and i, I don't think he plays if he does there, there's been something off all year you know the bears are in a weird spot um robinson's playing on that franchise tag and everybody's saying they tried to trade him. I don't know if those rumors are true or not, but they tried to trade him. They couldn't get the pick they wanted. They think they'll get that in compensation if they don't re-sign him. Everybody's saying this is Nagy's last game, except Nagy. I heard the press conference. He said he has no idea about that. So it's possible everybody knows he's getting fired except him. Um, but I don't, I don't think Robinson's a guy you drop. Like you said, you know, he's rostered in a ton of leagues. I don't think you drop him. But I, I think he's more of a bench rider, that depth that you go to if everybody else gets injured or something, uh, especially because he's only had one touchdown all year. You know, um, you need your receivers to score touchdowns, and he's just not doing it or putting up huge yards. Nope, he's not. And and the yardage thing, too. I mean, when you look at Dalton's uh, average per attempt last week, it was only 8.7. Like, he was bombing it out. He was, he was really keeping it close to the line of scrimmage. And when a guy like Allen Robinson hasn't necessarily been getting all the receptions in the world lately, at 8.7 yards a clip, he's not going to break your your uh, fantasy roster wide open, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, if Allen Robinson plays, unless you, unless you haven't... Look, if, if you've been relying on him all season long and he's been letting you down, this is not the week that it's going to turn around. I guarantee you that right now. So, if he does play, and, and you're just going to expect more of the same out of Allen Robinson, unfortunately... Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to the other side of the ball. Jared Goff is another one with some injury concern. Obviously did not play last week, and uh, boy, did the, the Lions just feel it. 
<laughs> after that. Uh, but Jared Goff still a little bit up in the air. His his uh, status is quite questionable, although they're leaning toward him being able to start. But again, I'm asking as somebody who sees that Jared Goff is not necessarily owned, but there are a few people that are starting him. But I almost wasn't trying to bring up Goff for Goff's sake. I want to talk about what Goff starting means for the rest of the Lions as well. So let's touch on Goff first, but then, you know, we'll kind of transition into the rest of this Lions team and what it means if Goff does end up starting. Yeah, if you're relying on Jared Goff to uh, win you uh, your league this week, um, I feel bad because I don't think he's going to do it. Um, so, And I also, I love Dan Campbell's update. Uh, they said they were leaning towards him starting, but then he said it's a 60% chance of it being 50-50. So that, that was a good update, um, clear as mud. So even if he starts, I know Chicago's ranked 20th against the quarterbacks, but the Lions just, they haven't really had it all year. Um, Goff hasn't been great against Chicago in the past with the Rams. Um, and he hasn't been great this year in general. His averages are 24 completions for 234 yards, 0.88 touchdown passes a game, 0.66 INTs. Um, so, you know, not even averaging a touchdown a game when you break it down. If you're looking for a starter this week, I think there's a lot of guys you can go to besides him. And then as far as the rest of the team goes, you know, it's hit and miss with, it seems like who is the top pass catcher. One week it's Cleef Raymond, then it's TJ Hawkinson, then it's DeAndre Swift or Amon Ross, Ross St. Brown. I mean, Quinta Cephas, it's, it seems like it's a different guy every week. Um, and so it's hard to really rely on because there's no guy that is super consistent except for running back DeAndre Swift. Um, it seems like anybody else, even Hawkinson, who, is a really good tight end. It just, he hasn't had the consistency that you thought he would. Um, the targets have been there for sure, but the touchdowns haven't two touchdowns all year, um, averaging 45 and a half yards, which is, it's still decent for tight end, especially when the tight end position has been so tricky. But um, yeah, I just, I think whether Goff plays, Goff doesn't play, I don't think you can really rely on their pass catchers either way because it's really difficult knowing who's going to lead the team each week. And what's even more frustrating is the simple fact of the matter that Hawkinson came in and everybody was touting him as a top three. You know, there's a lot of folks that were saying top three, top four. And, and so far, it's really been the quarterback play that has absolutely killed his fantasy viability. Um and, you know, again, it doesn't matter if it's Jared Goff or if it's, you know, a kid in high school starting, I think, against the, the Bears. This should have been a choice matchup for a quarterback not named Jared Goff. That's that's really the frustrating part about uh, fantasy managers now is that Jared Goff gets this, this really good matchup, but it's Jared Goff. So you can't start him, even if he does start. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah. And Hawkinson, he's eighth in yards for tight ends, but he's 20th in touchdowns. And I think that's what's really holding him back. I mean, the Lions in general aren't getting a lot of red zone looks. They're not even getting a lot of good looks, <laughs> to be honest. With you. <laughs> right. I, this team has been so bad, and it's just it's it's weird to watch because Jared Goff with the Rams was not necessarily all that bad. And all of a sudden here comes Matthew Stafford with the Rams, and, and he's like, see, I told you I was a better quarterback than I was with the Lions. So... Um, I think he's proving something to us, and, and so is Jared Goff in the process. Um, what that is, sure. I will, I will have to figure that out at the end of the year. 
Uh, but you know, all right. So, okay. Look, we talked about the pass catchers. Let's talk about the running back because this does obviously impact Deandre Swift, who has been nothing short of amazing all season long for his fantasy managers. Um, of course in a, in a year that has seen some horrendous offensive play, uh, Deandre Swift has actually set up, uh, stepped up and, and been quite good, you know, especially even in standard leagues where he's still scoring double digit fantasy points almost week in and week out. Um, so if Jared Goff plays, you can still expect more of the same. Uh, but if Boyle starts, I think his upside goes through the roof because you got to think that they're going to try to run the ball more. So, I mean, what do you think, Justin, about DeAndre Swift? What, how are we loading up on him this week? Yeah, I agree. He's been the lone bright spot on the Lions offense. Um, the past two weeks, he's been over 130 yards a game and a touchdown. The Bears' best run D lineman, Akeem Hicks, is questionable. I doubt he plays, so if he's out, that's big for the Lions' run game. Um, the Bears have fallen 12th against the run after a pretty decent start. When the Lions and the Bears played in Week 4, Swift only had 8 carries for 16 yards and 4 catches for 33 yards, but I just don't see that happening um, with the defensive injuries the Bears have had and just the uh, the lack of effort that, um, as a Bears fan, I've seen the lack of effort on defense. Um you know, and just like when we were kind of talking about Dalton, I think this is going to be a run-heavy game on both sides. I think the Bears are going to lean on Montgomery, and the Lions are going to lean on Swift. Um, Lions still looking to get their first win of the year, and so I think they their top player has been DeAndre Swift. I think they look to lean on him to try to get their first win, no matter who's the quarterback. Um, and, you know, they've played two close games in a row. They went into overtime against the Steelers. They played it close against the Browns. Now we get a divisional game on Thanksgiving. If they don't get up for this game, they're not going to get up for any game, really. I mean, this seems like, it really feels like national television, a holiday, that this might be their Super Bowl. And how do you win? You win with your best player, the guy that's doing the best for you, and that's Swift. So um, if you have him, you start him, no questions asked, I think, and um yeah, I think he has a, a good game. I don't think the Bears can necessarily... I think maybe they slow him, but they don't stop him. So I'm looking right now, and the Lions record on Thanksgiving is 37-42-2. So if the Lions still want to turn this around, they've got to turn around history as well because uh, as should be no surprise to anybody, they sport a losing record on Thanksgiving Day as well. What a, what a frustrating... Wait. That can't be right. Thirty. They played that many games on Thanksgiving. Holy cow! I think they beat the Bears. I think it was last year with um, David Blow. So even if he starts, I mean, they beat him last year. So they might be able to ride on that. Boy, I tell you, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I, I think there would be uh, some serious fantasy turmoil if the Lions pick up their first win of the season. I guarantee you, if that's the game that's starting, I mean, God bless you for being a Bears fan because that's probably the only reason that you'll be watching this game. Uh, that one may be the one where <laughs> I eat way too much and then watch the rest of these games. Uh, but you know, that we'll just, we'll have to see. Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to, uh, Dallas where the Cowboys obviously play, uh, their traditional Thanksgiving day, uh, game. So one of their biggest receivers, one of their biggest threats out there, concussion, CD lamb out, uh, with the concussion, didn't look good. That I mean, when he came off the field, he did look a little bit confused. But he is still yet to practice this week. Um, this is a short week. This would be one thing if he was a concussion 
going into a Sunday game, but this is a concussion going into a Thursday game. So the turnaround time for this is not as quick as it, as it could be. So does CeeDee Lamb play, uh, and does he play a little more reserved if he does, if he does make it? Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. I think if it's a Sunday game, he probably has a good shot being a Thursday game, the quick turnaround. I, I personally don't think he plays. Um, he hasn't passed the concussion protocols yet, and on a short week, I think that's even tougher. Um, so, I mean, not counting the game he was injured last week, he's got two games where he had 13 yards and 23 yards. If you take those out, he's averaging 98 yards a game. Um, I know the Raiders are ranked six against wide receivers, but I think, you know, if he plays, you play him. Um, but again, like you said, I think with the short week, I don't think he does play. So you got to start thinking about other options. Um, if you're looking at other options on the Cowboys, uh, Michael Gallup, but he's probably already rostered. So I would turn to Cedric Wilson. He's rostered in 1.7% of the leagues. And even when Lamb and Cooper have been healthy, he's averaged 35 yards a game. He also has three touchdowns throughout the year. Um, Cooper's out. I think Lamb will be out. So those are some names to kind of look at if you need to pick up. Um, it, one other name who... He had one really good game where he got two touchdowns. He really hasn't done anything else. But Malik Turner rostered in 0.1% of the leagues. So if you're desperate, um, you could look that way. But as far as Lamb goes, obviously, if he plays, he's he's a guy you plug in, you roster him. Um, but I don't think he does. I don't think you can count on him this week. So you're going to have to start thinking about your other options, looking at your waiver wires or your bench. So you could also, I mean, Gallup, as you mentioned, he's actually still available in four out of 10 leagues. So that's not somebody that you should just immediately uh, think that he's rostered already. He could be out there in your league because Some, somebody had him on IR, right? And and just decided they needed to drop him for room. So um, there's definitely that that option out there for you. Uh, didn't Noah Brown catch a couple of passes in that last game too? Wasn't he sort of cycled in? A little bit. I have a feeling that he caught a couple passes. I'll have to look it up again. But Noah Brown could be out there for you if you're really, really desperate, and if you're in such a deep league that everybody else on the Cowboys have, have caught or have, have been taken off the board. So, or if you have Dalton Schultz, you play Dalton Schultz because he's been getting a lot of the target share. And without Cooper and if Lamb sits, you know, I think they're going to continue to look his way a lot. Absolutely. Oh, so Noah Brown, two targets, no catches. So don't don't go for Noah Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you're in really deep league, because CeeDee Lamb was in for the beginning of that game, and I don't know, maybe Noah Brown catches one or two extra just in case. Um, I don't know. Again, if you're if you're really out there in those leagues where everybody's gone and you're really grasping for straws because you need a replacement for somebody, um, yeah, I mean, the, the <laughs> warm bodies are warm bodies, and you never know uh, on any given day what's going to happen with them, so... Uh, all right, we're going to step away. When we come back, we got five more to go. Uh, getting you set for Thanksgiving. A uh, little stuffing, a little gravy, a little turkey, uh, maybe some nice cold beers. Uh, so when we get back, five more to break down for you. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips and get in now on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses. It's Thanksgiving weekend. You can use all your 
bonuses to spread across all these NFL games on Thanksgiving weekend. Should be so much fun. If you're a new user, bet a dollar. You could win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is to, WinBet is going to match it 200%. So you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. You cannot beat that. Of course, the max wager, as always, is $750. So that $100 or $1,500 match is in play. Great promo odds and payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. If you see a bet you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. As always, use that promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap is going to double it up to $500. Double the cash, as always, means double the odds. If you love sports betting, and I know you do if you're listening to this show, you need to be using PropSwap because every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet, say it with me, doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Back with more of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Rod and Justin with you. We are getting you set for your Thanksgiving Day feast full of football. Hopefully uh, helping you get one step closer to those fantasy football playoffs. Uh, I'm loving my results so far in the Scott Fishbowl. I've managed to get myself back up over 500, looking pretty solid for the playoffs. But I want more, Justin. And this Thursday is going to go a long way in helping me get there. And hopefully it'll help you guys as well. Uh, So, Justin, let's stay in... Dallas, where we turn to the man of the hour, Dak Prescott. Uh, Boy, Dak Prescott, again, another guy that can't really catch a break. Um, He didn't look all that good (laughs) against Kansas City. Uh, No touchdowns, thankfully no interceptions, but 216 yards. Just didn't look like he can get into a rhythm. Um, But my question is this, really. Uh, Are we hitting the panic button on Dak Prescott? He's going against Vegas. He's at home. Um... You know how fantasy football players love to overreact to stuff. Uh, are we overreacting and hitting the panic button on Dak Prescott? I think that is a bit of an overreaction. I, I understand the hesitancy to start him after that Chiefs game, um, but I think it was more of an outlier. Granted, again, he will be without uh, Cooper for sure, maybe without Lamb, but um, with Schultz even getting the running backs involved, um, Elliott and Pollard, I think he's pretty solid um you can rely on him he's ninth in the league in passing he's eighth in passing touchdowns um and if you take out last week versus the chiefs in week two against the chargers he's averaging 300 yards a game and 2.8 touchdowns a game so he's a solid guy um i know you might be concerned with will cooper and lamb being out affect him um are they just going to rely on the run game 
but I think if you have him, you're starting him because the the Cowboys, you know, I know they're winning the division, but the Eagles are quickly approaching. The Eagles have looked good, and so I think the Cowboys get up for this game. Um, there's a weird outlier when I was looking at the stats I'd be a little concerned about. So this year, the Cowboys have played the AFC West, and he's averaging 59 completion percentage, 228 yards, 0.66 touchdowns, and 1.33 interceptions against the AFC West. So for whatever reason, that's almost kind of been his kryptonite. Those have been the games that he's been bad compared to his other games where he's throwing two or three touchdowns a game and for 300 yards. Um, so maybe that's just those happen to be the bad games or maybe that is going to be a trend and he'll have another bad game against the Raiders. Um, that's the that's the one part that scares me is just that weird outlier against AFC West. Look at you digging deep. Yeah, against the Chargers, he had eight and a half fantasy points. Again, obviously against the Chiefs, four and a half or, or 4.6. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing Vegas. That's another AFC West team. So uh, buyer beware. I mean, obviously you're not going to sit him. Like, I mean, this is another one of those situations where we're not telling you to sit Dak Prescott, uh, especially because you probably don't have a better option out there for you right now. But I mean, again, this is one of those things where we got to tell you temper your, your expectations and you may need to make uh, roster moves elsewhere to help bolster what you may lose from a Dak Prescott, especially with no Cooper, no lamb. Uh, and, and maybe they'll feed Zeke, uh, you know, 40 or 50 times in this game <laughs> instead of let Dak put it up. And where he kills you is, is in leagues like uh, the Scott Fishbowl, like I was just talking about, uh, where you get a negative one point per incompletion. Uh, I mean, he almost had 20 incompletions last week against Kansas City. Not to say he'll do that again, but um, yeah, I mean, this, this could be a tough road, for, especially since Vegas is ticked off too. Uh, you know, Vegas is not very happy with the way their game ended up last week, and so they could be coming uh, full bore against the Cowboys and by proxy Dak Prescott. So again, we're not telling you to sit him, but just understand that he could be in for a rough ride. And so could you this week, if you choose to uh, uh, stick with them. Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to the other side of the ball where we move to Vegas. Um, Brian Edwards is, is the player that we're going to focus on here. Uh, and only because Brian Edwards has not gotten a lot of the love that the other players have on this team. And for obvious reasons, you know, Darren Waller, we, we knew coming into this, this season was the Las Vegas target monster. Uh, but, you know, he Brian Edwards quietly making a name for himself. He is only rostered, though, in 19% of Yahoo leagues, 16% of ESPN leagues. And again, if you're looking for help on the waiver wire, uh, Edwards could be it. Uh, and we only say this because a couple of weeks ago, he went three... Uh, catches on four targets for 88 yards and a touchdown disappeared against the chargers. I mean, I'm sorry, the Bengals, uh, but could have a resurrection here in Dallas. What say you, Justin? So if you believe in the yo-yo effect, he's been a yo-yo since bye week. And what I, I mean by that is week nine, zero catches on four targets. So he was down week 10, three catches, four targets for 88 yards and touchdown. Like you said, zero catches, zero targets. So if you believe in that yo-yo effect, he's coming back up this week. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure multiple managers were checking their all the updates last week, saying that is he not playing? What is happening? Because um, he did just disappear. He was supposed to gain an increased target share after rugs were cut, but it just it hasn't happened. Um, after those zero targets, he's now averaging 3.33 percent of the target share of the past three weeks. Um, which those targets are going to Waller, 26%, Hunter Renfro, 
And then there's been a handful of running backs, Drake, um, and even Jacobs have been getting involved. And then I noticed Zay Jones is getting more target share. He's at 9% the last three weeks. And I feel like when Zay Jones is getting more of a target share than you, it's time to uh, get off the fantasy bench and go to the waiver wires. That That is not good. Um, I think the issue is without rugs, nobody's really stretching the field for the Raiders. Um, Deshaun Jackson was supposed to, but we haven't seen it as of yet. Um, and despite his, uh, despite that uh, week 10, 88 yard, one touchdown performance, I don't, I don't trust Edwards. I would not start him. Um, I might not even roster him at this point. He's just, he's just been too inconsistent. Um, and you just, you can't rely on him to get you the points you need to win. Zay Jones is intriguing. I'm glad you brought him up because I feel like that may be even a better option than Brian Edwards at this point uh, because you have seen some production. And look, Dallas has given up about 170 yards a game to opposing uh, wide receivers. So there is definitely some some space to be had. Uh, nine touchdowns so far this year. So, you know, there's an opportunity for the wide receivers to actually have a, a decent game here against the Cowboys. And what we're hoping for is that one of these Las Vegas receivers actually comes up with the the opportunity to do it. Um, you know, it could be anybody. It could actually be somebody that uh, that doesn't, isn't on the... But this could be a heavy Waller game as well. Let us move on to uh, New Orleans where we want to talk about messes of teams. I, I feel like we're just, we're hitting one team after another, after another that's just... Uh, so yucky. Uh, but Trevor Simeon has stepped in as the quarterback, not Taysom Hill, uh, who just signed an extension, by the way, for now. Look, so before he was what tight end slash receive or slash quarterback. Now I heard running back slash quarter. I, what, are they going to figure out what Taysom Hill actually is? He's everything. I guess so. <laughs> like gadget play. Like he's X. He's the new slash. Uh, the yeah. new, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, but Trevor Simeon is, is where we're going to land here. Uh, only because Trevor Simeon has come in and actually done something like I, it's, it's amazing to me that I don't want to admit it, but he's actually been okay. He was serviceable enough to get some people, some points last week. He had six of them, 19 the week before 16, the week before that. So uh, is it time to trust Simeon over a lot of guys that you would think about? as a quarterback streamer? It might be. I mean, he's a weird because he's a second half player. It seems like, um, every time the Saints are playing, I check up on the stats and they're doing terrible in the first half. And I think, Oh, there's the real Simeon. That's why he's not a starter anywhere. Um, and then they start making a comeback. I don't know what it is about the team being better at the second half. Maybe he's just really good, uh, against the prevent defense, but, um, for example, week nine, zero points in the first half, 25 in the second half. Week 10, they scored six points in the first half, 15 in the second half. Week 11, seven points in the first half, then 22 in the fourth quarter. It's so weird that they can't do anything. If they could put two halves of football together, he would be a legit fantasy football starter, not just a streamer, I feel like. Um, his stats aren't terrible. 253-yard average, 2.33 touchdowns. Um, this week they face the Bills, who continue to have the number one defense against quarterbacks. Uh, last week, Wentz only had 106 yards and a passing touchdown, but who needs to pass the ball when Jonathan Taylor rushes for 185 yards and four touchdowns? Um, 
the week before that, Mike White and Joe Flacco combined for 298 yards, one touchdown and four INTs, and then week nine, zero touchdowns to the Jags and Lawrence. Um, I know those aren't your best of the best quarterbacks, but the Bills are tough on quarterbacks, and I don't think that's going to change with Simeon here. Um, I do I do actually think he's worth rostering. He's been putting up points. I just don't think this is the week that you throw him in and hope to win with him. Um, I just, I think with how the bills are against quarterbacks, you wait until the next couple weeks for him. In a two quarterback league, probably in a super flex league, probably, I, I think that you could do worse. Uh, you certainly don't want to do, and I, I would pick Simeon over Dalton in this instance, for sure. Uh, just because we know, look, Simeon's been putting the ball up. Like he put up 40, 40 attempts against Philly. Uh, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah. That was not, yeah, 40 attempts. I was reading the score. 40 attempts against Philly, 34 against Tennessee, 41 against Atlanta. Uh, so he has been putting up the ball quite a bit. Eight touchdowns over his starts. It, it's just a weird, weird world we live in where Trevor Simeon all of a sudden becomes fantasy relevant. And so he may become more fantasy relevant because of the fact that we're about to talk about Alvin Kamara. Uh, and Kamara, man, he's looking like he's not going to play again this week. Uh, how frustrating is that for Camara managers? Um, he was still not practicing this week with that knee injury. And Melvin Ingram looks a little bit beat up. So this could be a game where Trevor Simeon puts the ball up like 50 some odd times. Um, but are we scared about Camara, Justin? That's that's my question. Um, long-term, no. This week, I don't think he's going to play. Um, I know they said it's not a long-term knee injury, but I think with the short turnaround, they're going to hold him out again. Um, this is a situation where if, if it was a Sunday game, I think he would play, but um, I think they play it safe with him here. Um, he's obviously one of the best players on their team, if not the best. Um, so I think, and even if he does play, it's kind of like, I know he's an obvious starter, but is he going to re-aggravate his knee injury or are they going to have him on a limited workload? Um, <clears throat> it, you know, and that might depend on if, Ingram's playing too. Uh, uh, we might see Taysom Hill as the running back. I don't know. Um, but this is one of them that you'll most likely have to watch up until the start of the game. The good thing is playing early in the week, your only issue would be if you're debating between Kamara and somebody on the four teams that play before the Saints, the Bears, Lions, Raiders, Cowboys. Otherwise, you wait and see if he plays. If he plays, um, you throw him in. He's the 11th ranked running back in half PPR leagues, even after missing the past two games. He's great out of the backfield receiving the ball. Um, he has three rushing touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns. And he only has one game over 100 yards, but he's just he's so valuable that if he does play, I think you got to throw him in. Um, again, there's that concern that, well, are they going to limit him if he's playing or is he going to bump that knee up again and re-aggravate his injury? Um, but overall, I don't think he does play. But if he does, I think you have to start him. And you can't even hedge your bets with Mark Ingram. That's the frustrating part because you have to, literally, this is one where you have to sit and watch uh, all the news you can between now and Thursday because uh, if he doesn't practice again tomorrow, now you're definitely worried for sure. And and now you also got to keep an eye on Mark Ingram. Hopefully you had him. If not, you might want to go grab him because he could be the, the bet. But then again, you could have been throwing away uh, a, a um, waiver claim if you tried to take him because if he doesn't start either, then all of a sudden here you are with two non-serviceable uh, running backs. Uh, and, and look, you may not find Ingram on the waiver wire, to be honest with you, because he's he's rostered in 80% of ESPN, 80, 84% in Yahoo. So 
Um, if you had Kamara, Kamara and you didn't uh, put Ingram behind him, again, you could be scouting the waiver wire for some very thin pickings. Uh, hopefully you've got somebody, you know, serviceable that can, that can take the spot. But like you also said, it could be tough to, to try to replicate that production for Kamara. Yeah. I think if, I mean, they got Dwayne Washington and Tony Jones Jr. I think if you are desperate and need a Saints running back and uh, Ingram or Kamara don't play, you go with Tony Jones Jr. Uh, week one, he had 11 carries for 50 yards. So um, he's a guy that has had some success. He just has not had a lot of carries sitting behind uh, Kamara, which, you know, if Kamara is in, you, you give him the ball. That's what you have to do. Yep. Yep. Say a silent prayer for both of your Saints running backs. <laughs> you found yourself wishing that you could bet on the head to head matchups in your own fantasy football leagues. Well, now you can better fantasy. It's a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way win-win right check them out they're brand new and they're looking to grow their early adopter community they got a slick app it's fun to use and one of the reasons we love it is because they also offer prop betting so if you're in a state like me that hasn't legalized gambling yet you can get in on some prop bets on better fantasy it's totally free to play download today for iphone and android check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com slash sgpn of course, if you listen to this show, you already know about Prize Picks. But if this is your first time listening, well, then here's your introduction to Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you're going to too, because Prize Picks offers any prop that you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all of our users that deposit and use our promo code are going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to one. $100. Just make sure to use that promo code SGP. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Plus, it's just you versus the projected numbers. In fact, I'm going to give you one right now. Stefan Diggs has an over-under of 75 and a half receiving yards right now. Listen, I'm going to hit that over. You don't think the Bills are entirely pissed off about what happened to them last week? I think Stephon Diggs is going to go absolutely bonkers. He's going to crush that 75 and a half yardage total. So please make sure to use that as one of your prize picks. Uh, picks and then... Just sit back and watch yourself win. <laughs> Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries. So you could take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use that award-winning app on both the App Store or the Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social, right? So when I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches, tossing bets around in a speakeasy. Well, SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and 
the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transactioned on the app, and it is purely competitive. So next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn up the dial a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept it. That's the, how it works. <laughs> Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io today. Join the revolution. Of course, as always, download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts, just like this one. And while you're at it, toss us an app review. Download the SGPN app today. I'm not sure that there is a position out there that frustrates me more than the tight end position. Uh, you want to love so many of these guys. You want to hug them and you want to put them uh, up on a pedestal. And then they just tromp on your love. Uh, Dawson Knox seems to be one of those guys that has done nothing but that all season to me. Uh, he's done great things over the course of a few games, but then he's just nowhere to be seen when I absolutely need him. Uh, including the last couple of weeks. I mean, look, I know he had 80 yards receiving uh, last week, six, but still, 16 points, okay, I guess that's good. Uh, but no touchdowns. I want touchdowns out of, out of my tight ends. Um, so, Justin, is this, is this a signal last week that Dawson Knox is back on our radar, or is he going to disappear like he did in the first few weeks of the season? I think he's back on the radar. Um, you know, he had 26% of the target share, six catches, 80 yards. <clears throat> like you said, no touchdowns. But prior to his injury in week five at the end of the game there, he was averaging a touchdown per game. So I think he's one of those tight ends that you can trust more often than not, um, kind of getting back into his rhythm. And so I know the Saints have a decent defense, and the Bills haven't exa exactly resembled the uh, powerhouse offense that we were used to seeing. Um, sorry to our fantasy football editor, Adam, but I think Knox is a tight end that you can throw in from here on out and he's going to get you a decent amount of points um, in yardage and catches if it's a PPR league. And I think they'll get him back involved in the red zone there um, like they did before his injury. Um, tight end, like you said, it's a tricky position to get consistency fantasy production out of. But as an example, Knox was injured at the end of week five, so he didn't play week six through nine. Um, he returned week 10, where he just had one catch on one target for 17 yards. But he still ranks as the 10th tight end in half PPR leagues. Um, that just kind of shows you how tough the position is to get consistent fantasy points from. And I think he and Josh Allen have a really good chemistry, um, so I'd be confident starting him. He's a guy early in the season when he started to get touchdown this game, touchdown the next game, that I went out and picked up, and I was super excited, and then he gets injured. Um, but I'm excited he's back. I think he can help you um, over the next couple weeks here, as well as in the uh, fantasy football playoffs. I think they do have a good enough chemistry, and he is a good enough um, red zone target that uh, he's going to help your team out a lot. So even in a full PPR, he's uh, tied in nine and projected for 9.3 points. I, I mean, you're right. That tells you the absolute dissolution uh, of this position. Just when the ninth number nine player on the on the board is only projected to get nine point three fantasy points in a PPR, so uh, it's it's a tough run. You, you probably don't have a better option um, than Dawson Knox, or you might. I mean, you might have run out and picked up somebody on the waiver wire, but there's eight other only eight other 
tight ends that are out there that are better than him, according to most of these um, uh, experts. So, I mean, yeah, Dawson Knox, if you got him, roll him out, right? And, and hopefully you can uh, enjoy this Thanksgiving and not bury your head. Uh, again, like I said, especially in that ad, the the Bills are, are ticked off. They, they are 100% pissed off, and they're going to come out absolutely gunning against New Orleans. So I, I think any uh, fantasy option that you have that is a Buffalo Bill, you fire them up because uh, especially Bill's pass catchers because you don't think Josh Allen is going to want to come out and prove that last week was an absolute aberration. Uh, you know, that's that, just my opinion. I, I'm pretty sure you probably feel the same way. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I got Allen in a couple leagues and I'm confident he's going to bounce back and they're going to put up a ton of points, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be one of those track meet type games and they're not going to let up off the gas either. I mean, again, these are statement games that you make uh, that you prove that last week was was nothing more than just uh, a, a, an off week for you, basically. So, uh, all right. So we've reached the end of the show and uh, I think we've we've set up Thanksgiving uh, enough. You got any big plans for the day? I uh, just spending time with family, and then on Friday I'll be at the Huskers Hawkeye game. Ooh, look at you, a little college football action mm-hmm. on the side. Nice, a yep. weekend of football. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing wrong with that at all, especially when it sets up Thursday. Three game slate, folks. So please make sure you keep up with your rosters. Uh, understand that uh, you know this is not a normal Thursday night. Obviously, uh, you probably under you know if you're a fantasy player, you already know. I'm not gonna tell you that, but there are some people that need that little nudge. Uh, make sure you run to the waiver wires, pick up anybody you need to pick up. Hopefully we gave you a couple of names that are available, uh, or ones to stay away from as it were. So, uh, yeah, as always, uh, our Tuesday show comes out in enough time for you to make those calls. Uh, and, and maybe if you listen on Wednesday, they're still sticking around to the waiver wire. So, uh, again, thanks Justin for jumping on. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Thanks for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Mark87J. And then, of course, on the SGPN website, my articles are out there. Um, I got my trade chart, trade value charts. So check those out if you're maybe out of the playoffs, but want to build your dynasty for next year. Yep. Always good to look ahead. In fact, uh, we may end up doing that on the next episode, some dynasty trades that you can start making now to make yourself more competitive in 2022, especially if you're out of it. If you're out of it now and you want something to play for, trades are about the only way that you can start doing it, looking ahead to 2022. Uh, So yes, please make sure you're out there looking for Justin's trade and all the good stuff that he puts out, man. Great stuff that he's doing. Uh, It's such a good uh, addition to the team. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for all of his stuff. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hopefully it is good to you. Hopefully your rosters blow up like you after all the turkey and stuffing that you eat. (laughs) Maybe you'll work it off with a game of football in between those. So, uh, again, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully uh, you, you get some wins. And until we see each other again, let it ride. Built our walls, it's our shield and couch.